Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. With us now are, uh, we call them the beauties because they are in so many ways. Catherine Swift, WorkingCanadians.ca, Linda Leatherdale, at Linda Leatherdale, uh, Vice President of Cambria, Canada, former money editor of the Toronto Sun, and Michelle Simpson, who was a Liberal MP and seatmate of Justin Trudeau during question period as she sat in Canada's Parliament beauties. We got a lot to talk about. So That's the I, understatement. Yeah. <laughs> let, 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 me, let, me, let me start with, with you, Michelle. What is going on right now? Within the, within the governing party, within the government of Canada, because we're seeing, we're hearing what Trudeau is saying. We know the Minister of Indigenous Services met with, with, with demonstrators, blockaders, and with the Mohawk chief uh, near the railway lines uh, t- today. What's, what, what are they talking about in, internally? Well, I think they're betwixt and between, particularly as it relates to uh, the Prime Minister's uh, going to Africa and the United Nations in a bid to get the seat. And Canada was uh, uh, criticized for its um, treatment of indigenous uh, people. So I think he's, he's kind of trying to do a balancing act, like one of the Walendas. And I don't know that it's going to work. And he's doing the balancing act outside the country, and I would expect, Catherine, I would expect the Prime Minister of Canada, given the critical mass situation that's developing here, or has developed already, I'd, I'd, I'd expect the Prime Minister of the country to be here. Well, he, you know, he did say years ago that he thought this was a ceremonial role. No, I understand that, and, but, uh, but, but just generally, but, if there's a critical situation in your country, then yeah, you need to be there. Of course you do. But again, if he views his role as something kind of like a queen or something as opposed to a, an actual leader, then I guess this kind of behavior is what we should expect. I mean, what kills me is he has pandered. We're dealing with the, all the protests in Canada. He has pandered to these groups for years, bent over backwards to accommodate them when they didn't deserve one shred of accommodation, uh, not upheld the rule of law. And, of course, we know he doesn't uphold the rule of law when it comes to things like SNC Lavalin and so on and so forth. So this is consistent behavior. So what would you say, Catherine, what would you say needs to be done? What, does the, what, is, what, what should Trudeau be doing right now? Uh, maybe resign. Uh, <laughs> I, I just feel he, his track record has been so abysmal uh, not surprisingly from, for, for a lot of people that never thought he had anything much going on in the first place, uh, he had a very early, uh, a very easy early few no, years I, in I government. Understand. No real crises happened. Now that we're seeing some serious crises, and by the way, the economy is about to tank too, folks, and uh, you know, that'll be a real de- devastating blow to Canada. Um, I, I really, I, I don't see, and then Michelle says, you know, there'd be twixt in between in, in the cabinet and whatnot. Nobody can make a decision in this government. They've been so well, lucky the boss, to that they haven't the, the, had to. The, the boss isn't there. That's that's who should be making the decisions. Linda, yeah. what, what yeah, do you think? What do you think Trudeau? The boss is a weak coward. Yeah. Well, what, Linda, what do you think Trudeau should be doing? Well, I think he should get these blockades out of there. I mean, come on, stand up. This is an economic thing. You know, Catherine just said something. Our economy is very fragile, and I got to tell you, these blockades so far is costing one to two billion dollars. We've got thousands of layoff notices going to railway workers. If we can't get the flow of goods across this country, 
this is an economic disaster. And not only that, but you mentioned it, the coronavirus. Well, we don't know the outcome, but we face it or like it or lump it. We're all uh, global trading and China's important here and they're closed for business. Okay, let me come back to this issue of uh, what has to be done, what should be done. We have senior courts in this country, particularly in British Columbia, yep. who've made decisions based on a great deal of evidence that's been presented to them. And they supported the uh, the uh, the uh, TransLink, uh, the, the pipeline. Um, they support TMX. And they've done it. It's a judicial ruling. So should not the police, Catherine, shouldn't the police simply be enforcing the regulations instead of creating a reality where if you don't stop these things from happening now, and I don't say people shouldn't have the right to protest. You can't protest. They shouldn't have the right to protest to the extent that you're damaging everybody else's life. Absolutely. But should, should wouldn't the, the, would the police just be enforcing the law if exactly. they were to do step in? Do it in a sensible way. You don't have to get violent. No, absolutely not. Do it in a sensible way. Uh, but again, this is basically what this government has asked for for years. Mm-hmm. They have never uh, pushed back against these groups. They, um, they've emboldened them. What kills me is this is only happening in Canada, folks. There are large indigenous populations in countries around the world that are also pursuing resource projects that could, you know, have impacts on their, uh, their territories and so on and so forth. Okay. Why is this only happening Michelle? in Canada? Because we've got weak government here that permits it and will not okay. act against the aggressor. Michelle, do you think things would be different if Andrew Scheer would be prime minister? Because I don't. No, I, I don't believe that either. I think that, as Catherine said, there's been years and years of pandering and now that they're in this box, they don't know what to do. Yeah, they don't. But economically, it's going to destroy a lot of people's lives. And um, I'm not saying that, in some respects, Indigenous people don't have, you know, some axe to grind, but this isn't the way to do it. There's no awful. question. There's no question that First Nations have issues that need to be dealt with that haven't been dealt with. No question. Nobody's questioning that. Yeah, but it's how the it's how the it's how it's being approached or not being approached at this particular time, which is really troubling. Linda, before we take the break, a thought from you on that. Well, you know what? If Catherine Swift was the prime minister, they get those blockades out of there. Oh, you, you're right. Well, you hit the nail on the head. The law has every right to remove them, and nobody's working on it. Everybody's like pussyfooting around. So, do we then look at the police and say, "Why aren't you taking action?" That's a good question. Everybody's passing the buck here too, eh? Yep. E- including the police. Yep. So when you have nobody, not the first time, not the first time. It's not the first time. It's happened before. It happened in Caledonia. I, I, Catherine, I used the word obsequious. I haven't used it in many, many, many a moon. Very appropriate. But it just seemed to me that obsequious was the word that applied. Yep. No, hundred percent, Roy. And not only did he shake his hand warmly smiled, grip and grin, he bowed to him. I saw that. I I watched the, and I just wanted to bomb it. It just, oh, man. (laughs) This guy, there's no moral compass here. I guess this is what kills me. Does he not have a clue what he was doing there? Is is he so tone deaf to, and apparently the answer is yes. Uh, But it it, it just, it's, again, it comes back to the pandering. You know, these are two separate incidents, all the disruption in Canada and and the Iranian, you know, the stupidity of of being obsequious and and weak, weak 
to to this Iranian, you know, murderer. Let's face it, it's a murderous regime. And it what kill their own it, people. It reminds me of one of my favorite expressions of all time, and it's if you're nice to the cannibals, they might eat you last. Do you remember when? Oh yeah, I, yeah. Or, but there's another one that says the lamb may lie down with the lion, but the odds are the lamb's not going to get much. Yeah, sleep. exactly. Okay, and, let and me. Trudeau keeps giving these people that give him not a shred of reason to do so. He keeps giving them all the rope, so, you know, in in the world, and whether it be the the climate alarmist zealots. Uh, and, of course, a lot of the people in Canada right now protesting are from elsewhere, and they're anarchists. This is not yeah, even a climate yeah. issue. This is just, let's bring down, and in fact, I, I, I'm sure you've seen the signs, bring down Canada. I've seen it. Shut down Stop. Canada. Shut Catherine, down Canada. Catherine, just in the interest of time, I've got to get to Michelle and yep. Linda as well. Uh, Michelle, you know Justin Trudeau. You sat with Mr. Trudeau many, many times, maybe hundreds of times, during question periods, sat right beside him. When he does this, when he meets with the Iranian foreign minister, weeks after the tragic circumstance under which 57 Canadians were killed, murdered by uh, by, by a missile fire on, on their civilian jetliner, when he behaves the way he did yesterday, what do you see? Um, I see him trying to preserve his uh, faded but he maybe doesn't realize it, superstar sa- status as a leader. You know, he really, really, he, he reminds me of that old sitcom, Everybody Loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Raymond couldn't, af- he could not abide someone not liking him. And it's this craving to be loved yeah, by the entire globe. Yeah. Linda? I think he owes a big apology to all those families. I, I, I like, I, I'm, I'm still in shock, right? And as yeah. Catherine said, to bow, um, I'm sorry, you're right. It's a murderous regime, and they still have the black box, and we're not getting answers. Uh, no, That's right, they still have the black boxes. Apparently the families are incensed, and well, they yeah. have every right to be. We're going to be speaking yeah. with uh, Masi Alinejad later on in the program. Oh, she's, she's the Iranian great. expat. I love her. Who's a Voice of America oh, yeah. broadcaster and author and has a, uh, uh, a Twitter effort underway to, uh, to uh, you know, create a reality where women in Iran don't aren't required by law to wear the uh, a hijab, but we'll talk to her later. She she actually spoke with family members in Canada uh, of Canadians who were killed on that plane and, and spoke to them after Trudeau's uh, engagement with the Iranian foreign minister. Um, I've seen her speak, Roy. She's dynamite. She is, yeah. She's she been is. on the show dynamite before. And, and gutsy. Yep. She's been exiled to the U.S. because she'd be killed if she went back to well, Iran, she's been on this program. Which is her country, you know. She, yeah, she's been on this program before, so we're glad to have her back to speak to this. Do you think that, uh, that this registers with Canadians across the board, uh, Michelle? Do you think, uh, is there, uh, when they see the Prime Minister of Canada interact with the Iranian foreign minister in the way that he did, and then try to explain it away later, and we heard that stilted speech that he gave. Uh, do you think that it resonates? No, I, I honestly don't. It should. Uh, as uh, Catherine said, we haven't received any answers, but, you know, he's turning the other cheek, mm-hmm. you know, in an effort to stay in the good books of Iran uh, under the auspices of, if we're not good, uh, friendly with them, we won't get any answers. Well, I, I haven't heard any answers from our government. 
Well, the, the Iranians, the Iranians are going to not going to play ball with us just because we want to be nice to them or, uh, or, or feel that our prime minister feels he needs to be nice yeah. to them. They're not going to play they're ball the with us. They're, they're going to eat you last. But uh, still eat let, you. let me come. Let me come back to <laughs> Michelle and uh, Michelle. Is this is his? So you're saying that his behavior is within character for the man you know? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, so, Michelle, you told us years ago that he used to sit there in, question, in the House of Commons, never knew what the topic du jour was, never did his homework, never did any work, and was looking at pictures of himself in the, in the paper and, and showing you how they were because he was so pleased he had a picture in the paper. I remember distinctly you saying that kind of thing. Absolutely true. Sad. Was, Sad little narcissist. So here's the question. Where do you think, and, and I don't want to get too far beyond where we are now, but where do you think this issue of the blockades and the unrest and, um, frankly, the law-breaking mob rule is going to is going to be in a week or two weeks' time? Linda, what what are your what's yeah. your what's your sense of what it's going to be and what's your fear? Okay, my okay sense. You're right. This is dragging on unless we get our law enforcement to really act on the law. But what my fear is, we're already into, what did I say, $2 billion we're losing in the economy? We're seeing layoff slips? If this continues, and if the coronavirus, something bigger happens here, Roy, we got a fragile economy here. Mm-hmm. Consumers are up there, they can't even, they're living paycheck to paycheck. If they lose a job, it's going to be disaster. Catherine, what's your fear? Well, that's, well, my fear is somebody's going to get killed, if you really want my opinion, and that would be horrible. But uh, it, it, if you don't bring in reasonable law enforcement, reasonable detention of people that deserve it, and so on, then violence is going to ensue, as it has before. Look at Caledonia, when innocent people uh, got badly, badly injured. And, I mean, Christy Blatchford, who passed away this week, and I knew Christy, uh, she wrote a fabulous book on this called Helpless. Mm-hmm. And, uh, boy, uh, you know, it's deja vu all over again, sadly. Okay. What's, uh, Michelle, what's your concern, your fear? Well, I share Catherine's about the violence, but even if they resolve this issue... Uh, it will be at the um, to the indigenous people's benefit, and it's only going to lay the groundwork for future things like this. See what concern that, and, and that's one. Of, that's my fundamental fear, and it's not just the issue about I- indigenous uh, issues and fears and, yeah. and, and, and negotiations. If you allow lawbreaking to take place, if you allow the mob to rule even part of the day. All that does is create the environment for them to feel emboldened and do it in a, to a greater extent the next time they feel they have a an issue to raise. And Catherine, you were right. the The anarchists, the anarchists are are online urging yeah. for more of the same in this country. You remember social license? You don't hear that out of Trudeau much anymore, do you? Because that no, turned out to be a total pile of malarkey. And he also oh, will do what they want, and then they'll give us social license to build pipelines. Well, they're not going to give us an inch, and we shouldn't give them a millimeter. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 